0: Hello and welcome back to school, friends. It's Crystal Bergfield here. I've been a bit MIA, working on my campaign, traveling the country, moving about, meeting some amazing people. But I'm back here with you today for Independence Day, July 4th, 2019. And today I am bringing you our Declaration of Independence. So a little background for our independence. The Declaration of Independence was delivered by the Second Continental Congress back on July 4th, 1776. Now, most people think that that was when we gained our independence, but that's not true. We actually began the uh, American Revolution a year prior in 1775, and and we did not gain our independence fully until uh, 1783. So, it was a seven year war that we had. So, for me, when I read the declaration, and that's what you're going to get today, hopefully not too dramatic, but enough interest for you to listen along. When I read it and when I understand the history, that it was not the um, what gave us our independence, but it was a war cry for these men who were already a year in to this battle for our freedom, for our independence, and it inspires me. And being having been a soldier myself. I can imagine the, the sergeants or the generals leading this war cry, inspiring the men to action to continue what would be another six years of battle to gain our independence. Uh, so just know that is um, the reality, is that this was more of a battle cry, and it was a declaration of why they were fighting And so for those of you who don't know, the American Revolution came about because we were being heavily taxed by the British government without representation. And there had been, I believe it was like five um, colonists who were killed by the militia. In modern day terms, we would say it was like prison guards and prisoners. Right? So these people didn't live there, weren't from there. They came in to watch to make sure that um, British rule was in place. Okay, So that is the background for the Declaration of Independence. And now, for the main event, you get to hear me <laughs> to recite our Declaration of Independence. Now, why should you listen? If you read this, and I read it often, if you read our Declaration of Independence... You will hear some similarities from then, 1776, to today, all the way in 2019. But also the the cry, the war cry, um, of what we should do as citizens, as people who have joined on this continent to ensure our freedoms, to ensure that we have responsible government. So I urge you to listen and question and follow along. Let's do this. In Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, with experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right It is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. So this was the setup. They're saying, hey, when things aren't going right, we need to address them. And that sometimes means that we need to establish our own government. And so now they are going to list all of the wrongdoings by the king of Great Britain. And I wish that you would listen to these to hear if there are any similarities today. Not that we have a king, but the government can still take on the similar form. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures." He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time, after such disillusions, to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states, for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of a new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers." He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefit of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. Hmm. I considered leaving this out, um, and yet it is a, um, an example of where our forefathers were not all-knowing all and all-understanding of people, um, so take it as it is. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince, whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant, is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity and we have conjured them by our ties of the common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and consanguinity we must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind enemies in war in peace friends We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in General Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good peoples of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these United Colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, and they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown." and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And so, my friends, if you made it this far, congratulations. Let me tell you, that was not easy to even read it. Um, but the tongue twisters and the old words that were used could trip us up. So after hearing it, my question to you is, is it time for a new declaration of independence or declaration of our human rights, a declaration for us as Americans, and why we exist, and why we call ourselves Americans. Remember, this was a a battle cry, a stake, a flag in the field to say, we will not go along with your insurrections any longer. It's time for us to be governed by the people, and we will no longer go along with your BS version of government. And that is really um, democracy, right? We get to make those decisions of what is good for us and what is not. And again, when the government does not reflect the people, the people must make a decision of coming together as one, unifying as one nation, one people, to demand our rights And those demands can be very peaceful. They can be gathering under one campaign and moving forward together under a group of leadership that makes sense, that has common sense, that thinks critically. Um, So some things to think about today. Hey, if you made it through and you are listening to me still, grab yourself a cookie because Way to go with <laughs> some crazy um, dedication there to your country. Pat yourself on the back. Have an amazing 4th of July. And remember, our freedoms are fought on a daily basis. Thank you for listening in. Follow me at Crystal for POTUS on social media. And find my website to donate to our campaign, crystalclearpolitics.com.